Hey, so I'm not sure if you heard, but we are bringing back the private practice bootcamp experience. So listen, this will not be an ordinary bootcamp. Yes, that's right. We are glowing up your experience and your private practice. So what does this mean? Are you truly ready to glow up your private practice and your life? So I'm talking about crafting a big vision. Stop playing small. Who does that? Okay. We are dreaming big beyond just clarifying your niche. We are actually going to build up your confidence in your business as an abundant CEO. Now, listen, I've had the opportunity to host over 25 boot camps in the last five to six years. And I know that I am really good at teaching and delivering that information. But one thing that I have noticed that is missing with therapists right now is that they need a hype woman. They need someone to encourage them to show up and to glow up boldly and unapologetically. So here are the details. We start on May 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all, we working. So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the bootcamp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also our private practice signature program DTA will also be opening soon. So make sure that you check the show notes and get on that notification list as well so that you can be the first to know about all the juicy bonuses that we have coming down the pipeline. It is glow up season. I will see you in the bootcamp. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one therapist business coach. I am starting a new series today. Um, If you have not caught the previous series, we did a few podcast episodes on mindset. And now we are shifting gears and we are talking about money today. There are going to be some future episodes on various topics as it relates to money, to wealth, and really as mental health providers, how do we see wealth as a part of our identity? So in today's topic, we are talking about what does it actually take to become wealthy? Before we dive into the list that I actually want to share with you, I do want to share with you first the definition of wealth. And this came straight up from the dictionary. Wealth means an abundance of valuable possessions or money. That's what the dictionary says. Now, you can also go and look up wealth per the big book known as the Bible. So did you know that there were over 2,000 Bible verses that cover wealth and prosperity? And as I mentioned in the previous podcast episode, one of my coaches and my mentors, Dr. Stacia Pierce, she's um, very spiritual. Her husband is actually um, a pastor over a church and she's the co-pastor. And so they bring that to the coaching experience as well, which is very nice for me because that was a piece of me that was actually not as strong as I would like it in terms of faith and what is possible before I end up coaching with her and her programs. And so one of the things that she gave us in our mastermind program was literally a list of like 20 affirmations from the Bible that corresponded to Bible scriptures, but they were focused on business and profitability in your business and what does wealth mean in terms of money and lifestyle. So let's talk about what does it take to actually become 
wealthy. And then I will talk to you about how I conceptualize the definition of wealth and how that shows up in my life and in my business. And so what does it take to become wealthy? So I've done some research, of course. I've read a lot of books. I've taken a lot of courses. And I wanted to share with you just a few things that I believe are very important for you to shift your mindset in terms of what is a poverty mindset and then what is a wealth mindset. So one of the first things that I'm going to share with you is that wealth is you actually using your gift and your skill set to showcase your expertise. You will also get paid for it because that increases monetary wealth. All right. So what is a gift? A gift is something that you're good at. It may also be considered your niche. So for example, some of my gifts, and I say some of them because I believe that everybody has a lot of gifts. And sometimes you don't know what your gifts are until someone tells you. And so the example that I typically give in terms of mental health work, and I have had gifts, of course, in multiple areas within therapy, is that one of my first gifts was serving not just regular teenagers, but more so the quote unquote difficult teenagers that most people didn't like to work with. And I've worked with kids in the community, K through 12 school systems, whether it was therapy or psychological testing. And then I also had the opportunity to work for a few years in the juvenile correctional facility system in which I worked with the kids in the halls, in the camps, and in the community. That led to me being known in my private practice area, the neighborhood, as the difficult teen lady. And I did not even know that that was showcased as my expertise until a new client, a potential client, um, the mother called for a consultation when she told me that she was referred to my office because someone didn't know my name, but they knew where my office was. But all they knew was that I worked with difficult teens. I don't know who this person was. It was a previous therapist in our building, but it was just pretty neat to hear what other people had heard about my work. So that was one example. Another gift that I actually tapped into in the last four years in terms of calling it my gift, but it's always been something I was good at, was teaching, okay? So sometimes we don't even recognize that the thing that we love to do, we can actually turn it into a revenue stream. So I really want you to pull out a sheet of paper and ask yourself, what type of gift do you have that you are sheltering from the public because another gift that I had that kind of just stumbled across me was teaching therapists how to increase their profits by understanding how to open up a profitable private practice. And then therapists wanted to also know how did I open up a group practice? How did I start a coaching business? How did I create my first book and turn that into speaking engagements and on and on and on. Now, again, I didn't know that these were a gift until either I was around people that actually pointed it out for me or better yet, what really happened in coaching and in speaking engagements is that I was just minding my own business, creating things, talking about these things to people in my circle And they started talking about what I was doing in my business with people around them at their jobs in their home communities. And then they started to refer people to me. That's actually how I started getting into the coaching side of my business in terms of working with therapists, because they literally just saw the outcome of what I was doing in my business and who best to learn something from than someone who is eight to 10 steps ahead of you. Okay, so use your gift and your skill set to showcase your expertise and also don't forget to get paid for it. All right. 
So next one is invest your money in places other than the bank. And I'm going to add this one other than a envelope under your bed, other than something in your closet. Okay. You want to put your money in places where your money will actually grow. So one of the places that I have placed my money is, you know, life insurance abundance funds, additional, not 401ks, but more annuities. And I'll talk about that in a moment because I was able to roll over my money from my job. Another thing that I do is I put my money into high yield savings account. Now I know in the times that we're living in right now, the interest rate is not as high as it was when I first started investing in high yield savings account, but you can literally go to American Express right now. You can Google American Express personal savings account. You do not need a credit check. You do not need to open up an American Express credit card. All you need to do is go to American Express personal savings account and say, I want to open up an account. You link your bank account and you can literally set up automatic transfers just how you would with your bank. But now these two things talk to one another. And instead of your money earning only 0.0001% at the end of the year, and then you still get taxed on your little penny or maybe 25 cents collectively over 12 months that you earned, which means that you got double taxed. We're not going to get into that today. You can actually put your money into high yield savings account so that at least you can see a return on your dollar. You know, I remember putting in like $2,000 and within the first like 30 days, I made $20. That may not sound like a lot to you, but that was free money, free money. Okay. So invest your money in places other than the bank. Also create a product or service that makes you stand out. So don't go and compare your services or products to other people in the sense that you are now literally mocking or copying what they are doing. It's always of interest to me on Instagram specifically how I get, you know, a lot of therapists following me, of course, because of what I talk about, but also I get therapists who do the same thing that I do. And I know why they probably come to my platform. This is only an assumption. And it's the same reason why I went to other coaches platform. I really wanted to see what they were doing, but I really want you to be mindful that when you are doing your research and looking at what are other people doing in your industry, which is perfectly fine. I want you to make sure that your mindset is on very tightly so that you do not lose focus of what your mission is and you don't start operating in somebody else's lane because you're not that person. So create a product or service that makes you stand out. That can be a digital product. That can be a physical product. In the Dope Therapist Academy and then moving into Mastermind, in the Academy, we introduce niche. So we start talking to the clinicians about their gift. We go deeper. And then in the mastermind, we really learn how to take that gift from their mental health business so that it's still under one business entity. And then we branch out multiple legs of their business. Think about it like a stool. And instead of the clinician feeling like they have seven or eight different businesses, they have seven or eight different streams of income still under their main business. And guess what? They actually use, or at least I've taught them, how to use their private practice as the lowest hanging fruit, meaning you know you can go and open up a therapy practice and make your money. You know who your ideal client is. You know your value. You know your worth. You know how much you charge. It's nothing for me to open up another day on my schedule and fill up literally, like I'm not bragging, but literally I can fill up by next Friday. I can give myself a week from the day that I'm recording this podcast and I can be full. Why? Because I know my niche and I know that my name is still out there and I continuously put myself out there in front of people and let them know that I am not just a business coach for therapists. I am also a therapist. I am a clinical psychologist. I still have my license. I still have a private practice. 
It is just very much part-time because my mission is to help multiple therapists across the globe be able to see their own caseload because that's the bigger impact that I have, okay? But I've had my time and my share over 10 years in the private practice arena plus all the other years just in the mental health field from individual to group practice. So I am asking you, what type of products or services can you create that complement your mental health business, the work that you are already doing. I am sure you have a book within you if you have not written one yet. And if you have wrote a book in the past, is it directly correlated to the services that you offer in your practice? And if the answer is no, that means you're probably giving away homework assignments that you're probably making up at the drop of a dime when you talk to a client and you're not documenting it. Or maybe you documented it while uploading a worksheet that you just created in Canva for your therapy clients, but that could be a worksheet in your book. That's a free nugget right there. So create a product or service that makes you stand out. Moving on, diversify your wealth portfolio. So what I really mean by this is do not put all of your eggs in one basket. Do not just put all of your savings account in one bank account, okay? So this also includes streams of income. Don't just focus on one stream of income. That is not going to cut it, especially after these last 12 months. Most people should have seen how easy it was to fall out of love with the job that you have, to fall out of love even with the business that you had because you didn't properly structure it and you realized that you were on autopilot and you were really just seeing clients probably even to just get paid, pay your bills, and you weren't in love and passionate about the work that you were actually doing. So think about where you can put your money. How can you diversify your wealth? And in a future podcast episode, you will be able to auditorily witness an interview that I have with one of my best friends, a financial psychologist, and we will talk about the importance of diversifying your wealth portfolio, okay? So the next one, which is a big one that most people miss due to technology, is monitoring your expenses, meaning the money that actually goes out. Sometimes we're so focused on the money coming in that we forget to actually track the money that's going out and when it is going out. This is very important on a personal level, but of course, also on a business level. If you cannot control your personal expenses, what makes you think that you're going to be able to control your business expenses? If you want your business to grow and of course, scale over time, your business is going to continuously add more and more and more dollar signs in your bank account. And if you can't handle the money that you made at a $50,000 job, how do you expect to manage your money at making $150,000 a year, right? The money has now tripled, which means that your mindset, your wealth mindset has to triple as well. And then last thing on this list, and then I'll share some other things, is that I want you to gain a better understanding of your net worth, meaning your gross versus net. So what I'll do, actually, I don't have it on my list, but I'm actually going to add this in as I am talking about it is a link for you to use QuickBooks. And so if you don't know what QuickBooks is, it's a bookkeeping software. And if you have your business and you are keeping all of your numbers on a spreadsheet and you make more than $1,000 a month, you need a bookkeeping software. Why? Because you can connect it with your bank. It takes account of your money and you actually get to see exactly how your money is going in, how is it going out, It simplifies your tax process. You can actually give your accountant access or your tax person access to your account without seeing your bank account, which is really nice. And so check out QuickBooks. I'll put the link in the show notes, but I do believe that all business owners have to have a different way of looking at their money beyond just looking at a paycheck, okay? 
So thus far, I've introduced to you some of the things that I view as valuable in terms of what does it take to become healthy. So I've talked about understanding your gifts and making money from it, investing your money in places other than the bank, creating a product or service that makes you stand out, diversifying your wealth portfolio, monitoring the money that goes out of your account. But also we want to look at the money that comes in and we want to see your net worth, which is not your gross, but after taxes, your net or after overhead expenses come out is your net. So beyond tangible things in terms of wealth, ask yourself, what does wealth mean to you? And one word that comes to mind for myself is the word time, T-I-M-E, time. Time to me is the definition of wealth because I can literally do what I want when I want to do it. So if I am told what I have to do every single day, I feel like an employee again. I don't own my time. Therefore, I don't feel wealthy because I believe that wealth is beyond money. It is also intangible. So a while ago, I did a previous podcast episode and I really want to show you the ownership of time and how big of a deal it can be for your life and how you can feel more abundant inside. And so we were doing a cohort last summer. This may have been like July, somewhere in the summertime. And we were doing a Dope Therapist Academy lesson. And I, you know, host the live calls. As I was hosting the live calls, the students, I believe, were on like a breakout session or something like that. And so I text my husband literally out of the blue during this 90 minute call. And I said, hey, I'm on a break. I don't have time to run upstairs. Um, you want to go to Vegas? Because our brother-in-law was living with us at the time. So I said, ask him, does he have to work? Does he want to go to Vegas? And at the time, my uh, baby, he wasn't in school yet. So I'm like, yo, this is the perfect time. And at that time, Vegas was really the only place that was open, you know, to us Californians. And it's literally a three hour drive from our home, you know, without traffic. And so he texts me back and he said, are you serious? And so I didn't respond because I don't feel like going back and forth. While he, I guess, was puzzled, I went ahead and looked at the hotels. I went on Hotels.com, I went on Cosmopolitan, I went on MGM Resorts, and I found a good deal for a suite to, you know, sleep everybody at the Cosmopolitan Hotel. And I was able to get a very nice view. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is right on time. This must be it, right? And so um, we finished up our call and I ran upstairs. I bypassed my husband because we have a tri-level home. I ran upstairs and I asked my brother-in-law, I said, when do you start training for your new job? He said, oh, I don't go back, you know, pretty much for like seven days. I said, for sure. You want to go to Vegas? He was like, are you serious? I said, yes. Do you need a duffel bag? He said, yes. I said, okay, I'm about to go get you the duffel bag. I'm going to go tell Ivory that we're going to Vegas. I'm about to pack Avery clothes. I'm about to pack my clothes. We out. And he started laughing. I said, I'm dead serious. Get up now. So he got up and moving. I ran downstairs. Then I told Ivory, I said, get dressed, get, um, you know, a duffel bag or whatever. Help me get our son's stuff ready. And we're going to Vegas. He said, how are we going to Vegas? I said, we're going to drive. It takes three hours. I already booked the room. Cosmopolitan. Sweet. We popping. Let's go. So literally the Dope Therapist Academy students were laughing because I had no mention of this vacation. Cause typically I'll tell my community like y'all I'm about to get on the road or I'm about to hop on a plane. So I made no mention of it because of course I needed to make sure that everybody can go. And so literally let's just say if we ended the call that day at 10 30 AM, cause we did have weekday calls back then, which were nice. I probably will go back to those sometimes, but we wrapped up at 10 30. We left the house by 11 30. <laughs> we were in Vegas after we stopped, you know, got the baby some food um, and ourselves some food and took a little break. 
we made it to Vegas within about four hours. And so I literally took a picture at the state line because we stopped and got something to drink, like a Carl's Jr. or some French fries, um, just because we were all hungry because we kind of rushed out the house without really eating, for me, a second breakfast beyond a shake. And um, I took, I said, take a picture of me. So I stood in front of the truck and I made a post about it. And that post went bananas. It went crazy. And all of my students were like, I just saw you in your office. And you know, people who don't live on the West Coast, they may not be able to conceptualize how quick we can get to Vegas. And especially with where my home is, it shaves off an hour from where I used to live because I'm 50 miles out of the city of Los Angeles County. And so we're closer to the mountains. And so they were like, how did you get there so quickly? Oh my God, I want that life. So when they started giving me feedback, I said, you know what? I'm going to make it a point to take them behind the scenes because I want to show them what is possible. So four hours later, this was one of my posts and I posted it, I think the second day. I had my laptop. I was doing certain things, you know, sending out emails or whatnot to my community. And I had my Starbucks cup and my laptop sitting on the 37th floor of the Cosmopolitan Hotel overlooking the Bellagio Water Show on the balcony of our suites. Okay. So that just feels good even to like reminisce on that moment. But I also have realized that even on my Instagram feed, I get way more play from therapists being tapped into what's possible when I post what's possible. I can post what's possible in a quote. It don't go too far, but I still do it because it's informational and educational and they can apply something that day. So I still believe that that information is needed. But what I'm actually in the season of right now is, you know, working with my husband on, we drop our son off at school, going outside to take pictures, taking a picture of me getting ready, you know, for the day, doing more reels in the day because I love showing people what's possible. So how can you do the same thing for yourself? Well, one, you have to create your ideal schedule. This is something that we hammer down in all of our coaching programs because me being able to create the schedule that I have, it allowed me to work literally from everywhere. And most therapists were able to work from everywhere during that time. However, I was very fortunate to have a family that can get up and go. And I'm not far from a place that I deem as safe, that I can have social distancing And I can still have a good time just by simply being somewhere else because I realized that during this season that we're pretty much coming out of right now is that it just felt good not to work at home because I beautified my office. However, I needed a different scenery. And that's something that you may want to try is even go outside to your balcony. I also um, recognize that the era that we were living in, the season that we were in, when it came up. I didn't deem it as a setback. It actually gave me the opportunity to get exactly what I had wanted so that I can also motivate other therapists by leading by example, showing them like, hey, take advantage of this opportunity of you being at home right now. Take the opportunity to be able to really create your schedule, hammer down and tap down into who you really want to work with. Okay, so I want you to live the life that you enjoy. So what does it mean for you to become wealthy? That's a journal prompt for you to do on your own. What does it take for you to become wealthy? So as a recap today, we've defined by definition what is wealth. We talked about that prosperity and wealth is, um, you know, addressed in over 2000 Bible verses if you're spiritual. So go check that out. You can literally Google wealth Bible scriptures and a whole lot of them will come up. You can also go on Pinterest and they will come up very pretty where you can download them. We talked about what does it take to become wealthy. We talked about, you know, my definition of wealth is time and what that looks like with me hopping up and going to Vegas in four hours and then manifesting a beautiful suite with a beautiful view of the Bellagio Hotel with my family. And then also 
How can this happen for you? And I really believe that it starts with your mindset. It starts with you believing what is possible. And then you take one step at a time by identifying what do you need to work on first? Maybe you just need to simply dream about what your life would look like when you are your definition of wealthy. So in the next episode, we are going to continue with this series of talking about money and we are going to address investing your money into the right vehicles. We kind of hinted on that today, but I'm going to dive deeper in the next episode. So don't forget to follow this podcast. Please leave me feedback. I really would appreciate it because that tells me that therapists are listening, that I am helping them. And please share it with your therapist friends because I have a lot of podcast episodes and we've talked about branding. We talk about marketing. We talk about growth, scaling, private practice, streams of income, you name it, even my mistakes. I've laid it all out for you and there is so much more information that I have to share. So I will see you in the next episode. I definitely appreciate your time today. You have a blessed one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 